Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey everyone, it's Steven Schleicher welcoming you to, I really don't know what, what to call this, uh, we're calling it our Crisis on Infinite podcast, uh, Major Spoilers Birthday Spectacular Celebration Series, or something like that. We've got a whole week of our behind-the-scenes uh, footage, our audio that we have recorded after the show, some of it pre-show, uh, that features some of our past guests. Uh, conversations about topics we wouldn't have discussed normally in the show, but I let the tape roll anyway, and we pick up some real gems, such as this one from April 9th, 2008, where Scott Johnson from MyExtraLife.com and the Extra Life Radio podcast uh, joined Brian, Rodrigo, and myself to talk about Charlton Heston, uh, Rodrigo's uh, hate for uh, Michael Moore, Scott's recording setup, and Atomic Robo, and a whole lot more. In this, the Major Spoilers Earth 21 podcast. And I was trying to pepper in, it's made out of people. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised so the, other, the other night when you uh, were talking about it, Scott, I'm surprised you didn't uh, put in the quip, uh, I wonder if they were finally able to pull the gun from his hand. Yeah, so, I know. Seriously, where is this? pulled is, that gun from his dead... D- Dead hands, is, Bill is Clinton. He, is he dead? Yeah, Did Charles he die? Heston okay. Like, I, I, you know, you send out that email. I was like, hey, do you guys want to talk about Charlton Heston? I was like, well, Charlton Heston? What's there to say about Charlton Heston? Yeah. The guy was in so many. Uh, you know, let my people go. I mean, he, he, he's, one, he's the one-liner king, man. He was in Riz. Yeah, he is. That's damn true. Dirty. Think about that. Let <laughs> people go. Damn dirty apes. Uh, damn you. Damn you all to hell. Yeah, they finally did it, kind of stuff. Yeah. What? Uh, do you have Soylent any... Green is people! What? Does he? Did he have any memorable... I mean, I would say if I were going to pick a, a really good Charlton Heston movie, besides Ten Commandments, but I'm not, you know, really big on on that movie, but I just think Planet of the Apes yeah. stands on its own as one of, a, uh, one of the cinema's great movies. And I had one of my students the other day who kept saying, oh, I keep hearing you talk about Planet of the Apes, Planet of the Apes. He goes, I finally sat down and watched it. He goes, I really like that movie. And not oh, the awesome. not the crappy remake. Yeah, it's awesome. I, the crappy remake was crappy. I, I really like the original. I think it's great. No, I think there's there's movies that really stand the test of time, and Planet of the Apes is one of them. What Return to the World Underneath Planet of the Apes, or whatever that one's called, not so much. It, yeah. Is there a memorable Charlton Heston movie that you guys really really dig, and that you would think if someone said Charlton Heston, the first thing that pops into your mind is what? Well, the whole Soylent Green thing is awesome. Um, what was that movie called though? It wasn't called Soylent Green. Was it was Soylent it Green. Was Soylent yeah. Green yeah. yeah. Okay, that's the name of it. Um, I'm trying to think. I really liked him in. Uh, I know it was a tiny bit part, but I really liked him in Tombstone. Um, you know what? I can't really think of anything else. What else? Oh, Ben Hur. I guess that was good. Yeah, I really liked him as Phil Hartman on Saturday Night Live doing him. And that's essentially all I know about Charlton Heston, really. Uh, is, is, is Phil Hartman running around going, it's made out of people. <laughs> that's awesome. 
And and the best yeah, he parody. Had, he had definitely had a unique thing about him. He was weird. The the best parody of all of Charlton Heston was the entire uh, episode of The Simpsons where they did Planet of the Apes the musical. Oh yeah, Doctor Sayers, Doctor Sayers. Yeah. How do you feel? How do you feel about Planet of the Apes? The planet or the movie? <laughs> or the apes? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Statue of Liberty. Wait, that was our planet. You damn you. you <laughs> damn you. <laughs> Um, what was I going to Oh, did you, uh, see him in, uh, Bowling for, was it Bowling for Columbine where, uh, he went and interviewed, um, Charlton Heston? Did yeah, you guys see that? Heston kicked him out or something, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, got really mad, you know, because he was like, uh, Mr. Heston, I've been a card-carrying member of the NRA since I was 10 year old, but how can you defend, uh, this act of bare arms when there's kids killing each other? And he just got really mad and was just like, walked off the set in the interview and, uh, What's his face kept pushing him and pushing him until finally they were like, "Please leave the, the property. Please leave the Heston residence. The Heston estate. <laughs> yeah, the estate. So, the thing is, though, Michael Moore. I mean, he did ambush him, and 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 Heston. I, you know, it, he wasn't prepared for it. And I'm not defending him, of course, but uh, the the whole thing Michael Moore does. It's not as innocent or as straightforward, I think, as it's depicted. Oh, God, no. Mike Mike Moore is a jerkwad. He really is. A lot of people love him. I think he digs up a lot of great things that people should be aware of. But seriously, I I really don't want him to be the voice of my generation. Please, somebody else come up. Start doing some cool documentaries. Because he is. He's like straight-up guerrilla tactics getting people's faces. And put him in a corner and then edit uh, edit things the way that he wants it to come out. Yeah. yeah he's kind of a butthole. So, Scott, all of us, uh, Brian, Rodrigo, and I all do video production stuff. Are you, do you, does your company do video stuff, or is it mostly web-based stuff? No, I do some video stuff. I have to work in Final Cut and um, produce. I produce a lot of commercial work as well as... Uh, <laughs> one of us. One of one us. Of one of you. <laughs> Um, I do. I do a lot of commercial work as well as we used to produce a weekly dating show. It's a long story, but we have this website that we ran that had this dating show attached to it. We don't do it anymore, but um, I had to do all the edit work and you know all the all the post production basically on that thing after they filmed it. So yeah, I do. I do quite a bit of that uh, stuff. See, that's I don't think that's the, what people know about you. I think you should share more of that information. You share a lot of your your private life, but I think you should share some of the. The real work stuff that you do. Not saying that your cartoon stuff uh, and your, sure, no, your no, art no, I know stuff isn't. But. Yeah, it would, probably wouldn't hurt to talk about that some. You know, I, I use the diary as a way to kind of express some of those things, and I should probably talk more about those things because, I don't know, I mean, I get to do some pretty cool stuff at work, but every day I'm there, I'm always reminded that, man, I could be home in my home office building my empire. What am I doing here, you know? So it's always a little tricky. What what's the what equi- is your day job? I work as a I work for a company called the Promise Companies. They they have five or six little properties that we run and various web pro, um, stuff. It's pretty small, a little sort of startup. Although I guess we're about four years old, so it's not really a startup anymore. But um, I do mostly design work. Uh, like today, I did a bunch of mock-ups for potential products we want to sell, and you know a lot of a lot of different stuff in Illustrator and Photoshop and like I mentioned Final Cut and even some good old fashioned pen to paper art, artwork and some programming and you know web development and all that kind of stuff so it's cool it's not I mean it's it's good stuff and it's definitely you know in my in my uh, what's my word it's in my field 
I just, you know, I'm, but I'm, I'm basically doing really good work for someone else's bottom line, which I hate doing. So, what, what's your equipment setup at home? I've got a few computers in here. Uh, my main one that I use for for a lot of editing and stuff is this. I have one of the newer uh, aluminum glass uh, IMAX, 24-inch IMAX. We saw one of those that, this weekend up in Kansas City, and I almost convinced my wife to buy one. <laughs> They're pretty, man. They're so pretty. you could have 15 yeah, computers she, in your house? Yeah, she was yeah. like, oh, it looks nice, but I don't think it would, would fit on my desk. I said, your desk? <laughs> yeah. What are we talking your desk for? Yeah, so I've, then I've got a MacBook over here I use for a lot of stuff. I'm pretty much all Mac these days, although um, a, a company who's associated with some stuff we're doing for the instance uh, donate a, like a $5,000 Windows rig for games uh, that I only use for that. But So that's sitting over here in the other corner. Got a couple of extra monitors all linked up, and it's a pretty decent setup. I use my, I've got my Wacom Cintiq, so I do a lot of my artworks now, just straight digital now. I'm, you know, I'm interested. How come you don't? How come you only color on that Cintiq and you don't use it for your line art and everything else? Well, I, I did that piece for Mahalo Daily back in January. Oh, okay. Uh, it's changed since. I actually do it all now on the Cintiq. But it took some getting used to. It was a, definitely a different feel to it, and um, I had to get my head around it, and it took, a, it took a couple of months. It's just ironic that that video had me using all these different techniques that I actually just do all in one now. Oh, that, that's cool. Because I was looking at it, I was like, well, why would he? It just seems easier <laughs> if you were going to trace yeah. your lines, your line art, that you'd do it on the Cintiq. I would think that that would be so much easier. Oh, than- you just reminded me of who else you should ask to be on the show by talking about this. Um, I don't know if you heard the instance last week, but we did. Uh, we had Acres a 10 minute interview with Steve Hammaker, um, who is the colorist for Bone and oh, Shazam. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And he's really good. I mean, he's top of the line color dude. And um, he is awesome and would be a great guest. He's so nice and so easygoing. He would make a, he'd make a great guest, and he's in the business. I mean, every Bone comic book that ever gets published, he's the guy yeah. doing all the color work. So. Oh, cool. Brian was just asking about Bone a couple weeks ago. So. Yeah. I, don't I know love if it was because Bone. He's, <laughs> he's awesome. He's just a really nice guy. He ended up, how I got to know him is he ended up, I guess he listened to the instance in, the, in my diary, and I didn't. You know, I had I knew who he was, but I had no idea he was listening to what I was doing. But he heard me once say something about how my daughter doesn't get enough comic books, and she wishes he had more sources for cooler books that sh- that appeal to her. This is my ten year old, and he sent her all all the Bone Book trades um, wow. signed by him and Jeff Smith. It was wow! Totally cool. Wow! Yeah. So she loves she. I mean, that just made her day. So he was good in my book. What What do your kids think of what you do? Uh, they love it. They think I'm the cra- They think I'm the coolest dad ever, because I'm drawing stuff and doing radio shows, and I even have them on sometimes. And they all want to be artists and and radio people, and you know, they just think it's they think it's just so much fun. I, it's it's actually been, if anything, if all this fails, it would have been at least for one good thing, which is it really ties me to my kids, and they just think, wow, dad's stuff is cool, and they. They tell their friends, and they brag about it, and all their friends go to the website, and I always have to be careful about what I'm putting up there so I'm not offending a bunch of parents. So your kids so, haven't reached that age of, Dad, you're a nerd. We don't want to be a No, they, they haven't so much. And part of that is I think it's because they're sort of into the same things. I mean, Nick, is, Nick and the other kids, even the girls are really into video games, and so you know, I'm playing with them. We've got all the consoles in the house, and we're all into playing this and that, and they all have little Warcraft characters that they play in. You know, we just try to do this nerd stuff as a family. So to them, it isn't nerd stuff. It's just the way we roll. So cool. 
they love free comic book day. I mean, they're just, they love this kind of stuff. So I, I I think it's a good thing that I'm so involved because, um, you know, if I was this excited about, I don't know, physics or something, they probably wouldn't like me very much. (laughs) Brian, Rodrigo, you guys have anything else? Um, I do have something that you need to hear. Um, oh, you named your kid Chase Manhattan like I asked you to? No, no, no. no. Although, although I, I'm warming to that idea, <laughs> now you need to talk to my wife. Uh, I, had, I woke up the other morning and I thought, oh man, you know what would make a great name for a kid is Chase. Chase Manhattan, and my w- wife instantly nicks that. Uh, it's a bank. Isn't that a freaking I, I know, bank? It is a bank. <laughs> but Brian's expecting his third kid, and... Uh, and I said, Brian, you got to chase Manhattan. Think about that. It's like Indiana Jones. It's like all these great, cool names. And and if it's a girl, Capri Sun. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice, dude. <laughs> That's brilliant. So what's this big news? Well, nothing. It's just that um, we've referenced the word nerd so many times. There's a song that I've got on a, a disc by a group called Arrogant Worms. They're a comedy group out of uh, 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 Canada. And they do a song, and now it's pretty dated, although it seems rather current still. It's called It's Great to Be a Nerd, and it's done to a polka song. Didn't I just... Uh, I'll try to get no, it. No, that was It's Great it? to Be a Geek, the oh, one that you okay. did. Okay. And that one was actually kind of mean. Like, I was That's listening to it, and I was like, uh, no, these guys are kind of make, making fun of geeks from the outside. That's that's not uh, that cool. Yeah, but it was still a... No, it was good. It was a good song. All right, guys, I think let's uh, wrap it up for this week so I can put this show together and then get to bed myself because I have an 8.30 in the morning class that I have uh, yet to prepare for. So Rodrigo and I are talking about uh, lame instructors, and I'm probably one of those that pulled out of my butt at the last minute, such as Monday's class (laughs) where I took my iPod Touch to class and I took my PlayStation Portable to class. And we were yeah. talking about how the interface, you know, using it to navigate like the web or other things have changed. This is an interactive systems design class. And yeah. then I was like, okay, here's 30 minutes of uh, Microsoft talking about Microsoft Surface and kind of compare how these things work or didn't work. And yeah, they seemed to enjoy it, but it was a last-minute save. That sounds like a fun class to me. Bah. I would have nerded out. Well, we do talk about why Thomas Edison sucks, so. Well, there you go. I'm not a big Thomas Edison fan. Because <laughs> he tried to kill Atomic Robo with Rasputin's ghost, dude. I cannot wait to read that book. I'm to dying read to read it. It, it, read it is really good. Yeah, I keep hearing it's. I'm, and you guys aren't the only ones. I've had other people independently tell me about. It. I got to go pick it up. In fact, I think tomorrow's my day. I think I just go get it. Yeah, just hopefully they still have it because you know it's Red Five Comics is so independent that they may not. Uh, well, I could probably get it online, probably right somewhere. Yeah, go to. I think it's. Uh, I think if you go to like DCB Trades or uh, Comics Now, one of your sponsors, yeah. or is he not no, a sponsor? No, um, or do you mean Comic Hole? Yeah, Comic yeah, Hole. he may have it. Okay, I bet he does. Yeah, does he still sponsor your stuff? No, he's kind of went off the radar a little bit. I'm not sure what they're what they're doing. So mm. I, I need to follow up with them. I'm glad you actually said that. Darn! There goes a. Oh, I'm looking at it now. This is great artwork. It is, and it's. I don't know if it's written by or the artwork's by that 8-bit theater guy, which you seem kind of disappointed I was, because I hate 8-bit Sunday theater. Night. I think it's terrible. I hate sprite comics is my problem. Um, and I'm just... You mean you hate Digital Sweeties? Well, the the, the thing... Sweeties. Diesel Sweeties. The, the thing about 8-bit theater is, it, weren't they... Wasn't he the first guy to do that? See, because there's a thing. People... And then might be a big comparison. People look at Citizen Kane and they say, eh, you know, it's like, but most of the techniques in there, it was the first time they yeah. did it. So, you know, I think 
a lot of the horrible things about webcomics out there did start with 8-bit theater, but they weren't horrible back then. Like the big single panel, you know, in a in a weekly comic, like the big single panel MS Paint crap kind of stuff um, kind of devolved from something that 8-bit theater was doing. Yeah. No, that's and that you're right. They're they're kind of it's the first thing. I just never could stand cut and paste uh mm. artwork from like video games and stuff. It's just I don't know, it just always bugged me. And it's not nothing against him as a artist. writer. I, the writing's actually pretty great, but I just I hated the look of the thing. But I'll, cool. ch- I'll see All if right. I can find well, it somewhere. So. You, you, cert- you definitely have to get a hold of it. And the, like I said, the trade paperback will be coming out in another month yeah. or two. So you can land that as well. might be better to read it as a trade on all one, one sitting. All right. Well, I'll check yeah. it out. Well, I, uh, it was a pleasure, guys. It was nice to meet both you other, uh, both yeah. Brian and Rodrigo as well. I, I think you guys are great, and I'm, I'm, uh, I was happy to be here tonight. Well, thank you. Uh, as always, I think everybody that we have on as a guest is much, much more much better than I am and contributes much, much more than I am. <laughs> Brian has a slight inferiority complex about this podcast. We try to build him up beforehand, but uh, <laughs> he's not responding He's not responding to the go Brian, go uh, cheers anymore. At least you're not a loudmouth yapper like me. So I, I like yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, I'll uh, catch right, you guys. later. Thanks again, Stephen, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. Okay, thanks, Scott. Like I said, these are some special edition podcasts that we're putting together for you. The regular show returns next week. Uh, but until then, you can visit us on the website at Majorspoilers.com, chat in the forums or the comment section. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us feedback at Podcast Alley or on iTunes. We're appreciating everyone who's uh, doing that for us. Um, you know, you can friend us over at MySpace at MySpace.com slash Major Spoilers. We're growing uh, quite a list of friends there, and we uh, enjoy having everyone there. Um, tell your friends about the show. We really appreciate everything that everyone is doing. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or whatnot about the podcast, uh, you can drop us a line at podcast at Majorspoilers.com. And until tomorrow, for another Lost Episode, I'm Steven Schleicher. Stop talking about comic books or I'll kill you. I don't care if the Hulk could defeat the Man of Steel. I'm gonna rearrange your face if you continue to debate whether Logan's claws could pierce Steve Rogers' shield. I just couldn't care less if they bring back Craven.